0: balance was restored after after the home exile we had a, a comment the next few days there was a in the next few days there was a comment on our uh, telegram channel by Jackson anonymous one of our is it fair to call him a super fan
1: I mean just a uh... A guy who listens to our stuff, I guess.
0: Yeah. No, there's like this book about superfans. It's about when you're creating content, people who genuinely enjoy your content and they value it. And they're they're not like subscribers, they're not just a number. Mm. And that's what you want to cultivate. You want to cultivate super fans. It's not a disparaging comment like it's like, oh, you're just a fanboy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more t- like you genuinely like yeah, the it's content.
1: Like there's there's tears, right? It's like you're just someone who lurks. Yeah. And then you're someone who subscribes. Then you're someone who actively, oh, let's go on Linktree and see the Telegram group. And like, yeah, because yeah, and, organically finding. And
0: what house. I like about this, his uh, his comment was holistic in the sense that the first part starts with, I absolutely love your podcast. So there's an endearing emotional aspect to it, right? And then he follows that up with, I have listened to most of your episodes and wholeheartedly agree with you. So he gives you the acknowledgement of agreeing. Remember, I said that in a conversation, you either have to agree, reject, or at least acknowledge the idea. Yeah. So he does that.
1: It's not just a, hey, good stuff, guys. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then on top of that, he gives you some, he mentions a specific aspect of one of the episodes. In one of the other episodes, you said your target demographic is not red pill, guys, but feminist so that means he's listening very critically and then he argues with your point too and it's perfect cuz i agree with his uh, his argument here and you you responded to him too saying that you're kind of just we were kind of just joking around
1: yeah that was tucky and
0: cheeky. and his target the the target audience that he says is exactly on point because we ourselves are also born and raised in the middle east and then we moved to north uh, america canada and then uh, well we didn't have difficulty finding wives luckily but that's just a matter of chance and coincidence and you know, just diving in.
1: Yeah, it's, that's. I mean, it, for me, it was purely like just no, no choosiness at all. It yeah, yeah, it's like, it's
0: the ability or it's the belief that you can make it work. Yeah, yeah, but it's Cause it's I, also backed up by competence that you actually have. Because yeah. if I were to say that to other people, then and then they would get burned and they'd be like, "Hey, you said just just dive right in." So I can't give that advice. Yeah that's not yeah, uh, I
1: think that's the part uh, yeah it's hard to say man. this is where this is Hardly where we say still... where the advice has to like how advice has to be given I mean it's not even advice but it's like can you tell people to do the same thing as you when you haven't necess- when you don't necessarily know if they have the preconditions yeah. to... and I
0: think fundamentally this is the main puzzle we're trying to solve here yeah yeah then he he mentions how he discovered red pill and all that stuff. And it was close to his thinking because it's the opposite of feminism, but it wasn't exactly there. And then when he found out about our podcast, his stance became definite, his personal stance, which was in the middle, right? So... He he got validated. Not
1: even on the spectrum, essentially, is our state. Like, because we're yeah. not red pill, blue pill,
0: because yeah. those are the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. We weren't on that dimension. And he was he was thinking that there's something. Yeah. He's like, 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 where's the- Is
1: this it? It's just red pill and blue pill <laughs> yeah. and black pill? There's nothing else. Yeah.
0: And then he, and come on, and he appreciates the he's CS saying. terms mixed with, yeah, with the new English vocabulary, meaning the episode titles, I'm assuming. Oh, maybe, yeah. Or like just the creative- so Probably stuff you Something say. like that, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome stuff, Jackson Anonymous. Yeah.
1: Last name Anonymous.
0: Now, for another one of our TikTok uh, viewers, they asked uh, about the origins of Betamaxed, the name, the etymology. Where does it come from? What does it mean? It's a mystery. Why is it here? So Betamaxed comes from uh, the term between the, the format wars between Betamaxed or Betamax Sony yeah. Betamax and VHS who owns VHS JVC yeah yeah so JVC owns uh, VHS so JVC versus Sony and VHS won uh the format wars so
1: in the sense that they became the standard
0: they became yeah. the standard so then the term beta Maxed means to lose when an inferior product loses against a superior product so when a
1: superior product loses it to an inferior product because Betamax was the superior product, but it lost, right?
0: No, no, no. Well well, that's what that's how I would perceive it, but the way they perceive it is they define the superior product as the one that wins.
1: Uh no, but I think the way the term beta maxed is colloqui is no, like defined. It's not. No, no, I'm telling you here,
0: Google it. Ha <laughs> Oh, well, maybe you're right.
1: Yeah. Cause otherwise it's not a big deal. You know, it's like it's kind of like Tesla and Edison. You know, Tesla was
0: Betamaxed by Edison. <laughs> when a superior product loses out to an inferior product. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I was I forgot.
1: It's like my mistake.
0: It's like windows over So then it's even more relevant. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's I thought wait, I thought you knew that.
0: No, I well, I knew that it was about in my in my understanding of the term, I interpret it that way, but I thought the actual term was the other way around.
1: No, no, no. Your understanding was what
0: it's perceived as okay yeah. okay because
1: i think now like back then obviously they thought it was the. or yeah, maybe there were. but, are but
0: now the things. conventional understanding of product wars is that the one that wins is superior by virtue of it winning but that's not necessarily true
1: is that still the conventional understanding i mean
0: i think that's how people operate yeah. or is that preference falsification yeah I don't we'll know. pretend to like it because everyone else is, does is it
1: the amnesia as well right oh like my the... god
0: anyways yeah, I mean, this happens all the time across all domains, video, audio, Yeah,
1: but the thing everything. is, one, one thing that's consistent is that anytime it's happening, the the same kind of people who will retroactively be like, oh yeah, that that superior product lost to that inferior product, they are heavily invested in that inferior product, and they are the people that are pushing the inferior product's victory over the superior product.
0: Like, yeah, so the, they're, the they're the chicken... 96%. They're the chicken shits who are trying to reduce the quality of the world the sum total quality as jordan peterson would say the sum total misery yeah. should go down in this case the sum total product quality will go down yeah
1: exactly so the new year's and and the, this yeah.
0: actually bothers me more because the sum total misery i mean i i'm in charge of my own happiness but with product quality you know i just can't manufacture quality audio gear and video yeah. gear so if it's, i mean
1: at some level sum total misery in the world also affects you directly in some ways in the sense that
0: around me, people,
1: yeah, like and just thing like life in general becomes worse in that sense. Yeah, like because me getting social society.
0: exiled from a dinner or a barbecue is a function of that person's misery in their exactly. life.
1: Exactly, the the consequence of their misery, the is-
0: lack of their sexual fulfillment. I'm being penalized for it. Yeah, you're right. Damn it. So, so I do get affected. Yeah, I mean, this is. But then I, I was able to generate content off of it, so I still turned it into a net positive.
1: Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. It's it's it doesn't it doesn't truly affect you, but it does there's an there
0: there you. is an effect, but it's not necessarily negative. Yeah, exactly. I choose di- the directionality of that effect.
1: Yeah, no, but I was saying like from your product angle, because if there was less sum total misery, you know, maybe there'd be better products.
0: Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Because you'd have healthier or happier engineers yeah. and designers. And
1: you'd have less people who are inclined to scam you. But then I'd also
0: argue that the people who are capable of developing those technologies are also...
1: The same type of people that are, that are immune not to... affected by a sum total misery? Yeah. Potentially.
0: Potentially. Or okay. there's at least a large percentage of those people yeah. that have that tolerance. Because I mean, if you're really into something, to the exclusion of other things, generally you don't get affected by those yeah, things. Yeah. If you're really passionate about some crap No, but
1: I was talking the other way around in the sense that the sum total misery of the world is what causes uh, these zero sum game type people to advertise and sell shitty products to make a profit.
0: Oh, so you, yeah. So it would definitely become more challenging. Yeah. Yeah, in the end, if it improved, it would be better for everyone. Whether those people can tolerate it or not is irrelevant because just everything would improve. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course. But
1: we're talking about true misery or like true contentment, right? Because we're talking about like people that actually find fulfillment in their life, not just people that are buying stuff and partying. To, yeah, of course to reduce yeah, we're
0: misery. talking about yeah. in essence spiritual contentment. yeah
1: because it's not about it's which, not about, which subsumes It's not about quality of life in this sense. It's yeah. more about
0: yeah spiritual. yeah, but spiritual fulfillment is not uh, exclusive. Uh, it's not mutually exclusive. It subsumes, meaning yeah, exactly. it it includes all of the other content. Yeah,
1: exactly. Which is why,
0: but it's not limited to. Yeah, those.
1: no. But th- this is a this is a big point that I wanted to touch on is like a lot of these Muslim bros nowadays they they pseudo sufis. Yes, they 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 divorce spiritual fulfillment from physical fulfillment in yeah. the sense that there's nothing that is physically satisfying to a person that can be spiritually satisfying. They divorce the yeah.
0: physical and material or and spiritual realms in terms of fulfillment. And that's actually exactly what the prophet advised that Sahaba against when he was not fulfilling his wife's rights and not sleeping enough and yeah. fasting too much. So he said that your body has a right over you, your wife has a right over you, and your Lord has a right over you. So you have to balance physical rest, meaning sleep, sex, sexuality, and also, uh, prayer and fasting. So they, they have to be in sync. You, you can't uh, become extreme in one of those because yeah.
1: no. And at some level, taking care of your body is
0: also uh, because they feed off of each yeah. other. No.
1: No. It's 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 your obligation towards your towards God, right? Because it's not your body. Yeah.
0: That's the that's the meta perspective yeah. of that. Yeah. But I don't think that per- those kind of people who mistake this are not capable of perceiving it in that interpreting it in that way.
1: Yeah, And maybe. that's
0: part of the problem. And may, maybe it's because they don't get enough sex and sleep yeah. so that their intellect is handicapped.
1: Nah, that's not, that's not the right way. Cause I, 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 the only way you can get enough sex is to realize this when you're in a state of not enough sex and not enough that's sleep. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I like the ideological, ideological versus teleological thing. It's like, if you're just in that state, you can never get out of it. Mm.
0: So that, so that's one half of the, the one half of the origins of Betamax. And, uh, the second half is kind of just, you know, obvious, like maxing out your beta ness. Yeah. And it's not your beta ness, it's that society's beta ness has been maxed out. The betas have been maxed society out.
1: Society is beta maxed yeah. in the sense, and also like society is an inferior product. Exactly. As a function of that. Yeah. So it's a- and
0: the inferior product has won. And yeah. that's where why we're in the state we're in. And, and we are the superior product that's trying to correct this imbalance. We're the Blu-ray. Well, Blu-ray did win though. Yeah, and
1: so we're gonna be the Blu-ray. And and this (laughs) that's what I'm saying.
0: And this position, this interpretation is both literally and metaphorically true. Metaphorically, we kind of expanded, but literally in the sense that movies, media, film, all of this is actually inferior now, right? Movies are trash now. Books are mostly trash now, fiction, nonfiction, across the board. It's hard to find media, news, podcasts. Most of this stuff is garbage. And uh, the reason this garbage is prevalent, it's because from a marketing or broadcasting or advertising point of view, the inferior products are pushing the superior products out and it's a function of people preferring those because it's, of their- it's,
1: it's the investment in the, the superficialities that, that market the product as opposed to an investment in the actual product. Yeah. So the people that create inferior products their passion is marketing and advertising. And the people that create superior products, their passion is the product itself. And so-
0: Yeah. And if your passion is marketing and advertising, you will necessarily create an inferior product yeah. compared to the why, person.
1: That's why the most inferior product in the world is an advertising company. Google.
0: Google. Yeah. Yeah. Google is is corporate emasculation in a nutshell.
1: Just the- the I the logo, everything.
0: Everything about it. Google is holistically emasculated. Yeah. And it's it's sad that we live in a world world which is supported by their infrastructure, especially yeah. in digital media content.
1: Yeah, I mean we're literally on YouTube, which is yeah. owned by Google.
0: But you know, that that just kind of shows you that Betamax is reality.
1: Yandex, guys, use Yandex if you want to find torrents.
0: <laughs> so that's the Beta Maxed Origins, and uh, yeah, where do we go from here now? Where it's open, open season, open season.
1: Oh, we were gonna talk about the the Deadly Sins,
0: the Deadly Sins. But how did that tie into?
1: Well, how does anything tie into anything?
0: Yeah, we make it tie. Let's do a little follow up on the House Warning, you know, because like people, if they, if they thought, because you thought that previous episode was a bit too short, right?
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure how much there is to follow up on it because we kind of beat that.
0: The thing is, guys, we, it was Eid, right? So we hung out with a few friends and we had those discussions already. And now we're recreating them synthetically for the podcast. And it's it's never going to be as good. good yeah. yeah. So maybe next time we should have just, we'll just record them directly. Oh my God. Also, the the sleep schedule flip from Ramadan to outside of Ramadan, that's, Been a bit tough on both of us?
1: This is what uh, a certain brother just linked me. Do you want to read it and, and be amused?
0: The four laws of masculine power. Law one, callous the mind. Law two, make savage the body. Law three, opinions are like sheep. I don't know why I changed to a British accent, but I did. Everyone has a flock of them. Law four, heat her, bend her, freeze her. That is how you keep her.
1: I'm a lion.
0: I that feel like I've been so... living under a rock.
1: Oh, my the God. Student.
0: Yeah, this is the stuff cringe is made of. The, what's that Marilyn Manson song? This is the stuff dreams are made of. Sweet dreams are made of this. Yeah. Sweet cringe is made of this. Sour that's cringe. Not
1: a, that's not a Marilyn Manson song. It's a cover.
0: I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he does the cover. I yeah. like it. Who's it originally by? Eurythmics?
1: I, I don't know who is Eurythmics, but... The Marilyn Manson version is good.
0: Yeah. No, Marilyn Manson is legit. Marilyn Manson is Snape if he was in a metal band. Rock band. Doesn't he look like the Snape actor? He does. He has the same energy.
1: He's an interesting fella.
0: He has a deep voice too, like his talking voice. He looks creepy though, even without the makeup. Yeah. Like I'd be intimidated. He's kind of creepy, yeah. I'd be intimidated. He has presence.
1: (laughs) He's definitely got that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some...
0: No, his lyrics are good, too. I don't know if you've seen any of them. There's a lot of wordplay. Word
1: yeah. So... This is the red pill equivalent of, like, Mufti Mank for Muslims. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Just is- superficial, shallow. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Superficial, shallow. The explanation of what this is doesn't merit more than a few sentences. There isn't enough in here to yeah. disqualify this.
1: People love this shit, though.
0: Just just, yeah.
1: just, empty words that make them feel good, that have absolutely no meaning, no consequence in their lives, just...
0: Yeah. Like, what, what, what does this heat her bender freeze her? What does her that even her? mean? Yeah, heat, yeah. Like, I, got, I get the heat her bender, but what does freeze her? Freeze her, I don't Like know. he was like, oh, make it like heat and then freeze. Yeah, it sounds cool, right, bro? Here. So we talked about the mod mentality. We could talk about that a bit more. I mean, whatever, whatever you want to talk about.
1: Oh, I have something interesting. I was watching that. Uh, it was like this. It's this atheist spirituality thing that we touched on in. I think we, we touched on it in an earlier podcast. But um, that guy, that wokeism video, he mentions it. He's like. He he doesn't necessarily believe in a god, but then some, some divine thing in yeah, him. Yeah, and he's basically talking about the ruh, which is like, and it kind of ties into like mortal creativity, where it's like, yeah, you you throw some stuff in there, and then what comes back is a function of some divinity that you didn't that you didn't necessarily consciously. And, create. and these kind
0: of people, you can actually have a conversation with them and potentially get them to understand your point because yeah. it's. They they're coming at it from the most correct angle from their perspective. Yeah, he's not deliberately trying to uh, negate religion. It's just that from his experience, that's all he has, right? I mean, I don't know. It's yeah, hard to it's say. Hard well, to say. it's better than just outright rejection. Yeah, exactly. I he's mean, not maybe, coming with a with an anti-religious idea. It's yeah. like he he accepted. And, and
1: maybe all he's been exposed is to like Christianity, and yeah. that he just doesn't know, like, the truth. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's also like all those things that he says that, you know, he feels that it's right. That's his fitrah. Many times he said that it was self-evidently true that I was doing the right thing. So if you explain to him Islamic principles, if he's able to see their self-evident truthness, then that'll bring him towards Islam. Because Islam has that appeal that you don't really need to convince people intellectually of it, you can just show them that Islam prescribes all this and all those behaviors that it prescribes are self-evidently true to the fitra yeah exactly and your innate nature will accept them and if you reject those that means you're deliberately masking those then you know people are up to no good
1: that's the true basically disbelief is also preference and falsification that's all it is right? it's all that term it's, like its falsification basically. is kufur basically
0: yeah, yeah you're denying. denying
1: yeah so does that mean that like anyone at some level they all know do you think so? They don't or? necessarily
0: all know like the whole details, but if there's any aspect of it, they know that. Mm-hmm. If there's any aspect of it that connects to their life.
1: Yeah, that they know, they know it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, And now know.
0: how many of those aspects of their lives they've directly encountered in Islam, that's a function of how much of the message has reached them. But I think if they're struggling with something and then they see that in Islam and then they know intuitively or intrinsically, innately, that this is correct and then they reject it, that's on them. They should at least be inquisitive towards, and right. It's the Andrew T- Andrew Tate mentality. You know, he he realizes this, well, and he's I, not preference falsifying, in a sense.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, there's there's a whole lot to unpack with him. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, just <laughs> I
1: got fifty million dollars. <laughs> well,
0: well, outside of all the marketing and money making stuff, yeah. there's just the whole. Uh,
1: well, that is all of it, though. That's the issue. Is like, as much as as much credit as I do give him for for that. That's his marketing as well. Because what he's trying to do is pull in the Muslim crowd. He understands, hey, these Muslims, they kind of think like me. Let me try and rope some of these beta Muslims into my market.
0: Yeah, but the fact that he's using that as a method for marketing doesn't necessarily imply that it's false, that he doesn't believe it. Yeah, He could be like, I'll get both.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's also it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not good publicity for islam as well so yeah. all publicity
0: because at the end of the day he's not really forcing anyone it's like if they buy the course it's on them yeah right?
1: exactly I, in fact he rarely even mark he's it's the yeah. subtle market. Yeah. and i'm
0: sure there's probably some benefit for those kind of people maybe who knows it's hard to say i don't know what's in there yeah i mean even if they just start eating right and maybe exercising you know like you just a little bit
1: yeah
0: some people need to spend money to do those things right there's different Ways people. And I don't know. I mean, I would still advise against that, obviously.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the act of figuring it out on your own is like the first step. It's like, it's like a cheat code. You know, it's like, if you can only lose weight and fix your lifestyle with someone helping you, then what are you going to do when you get to the next step? Like the next step is like fixing your own relationship. Because obviously fixing your lifestyle is a lot easier than yeah. fixing your marital relationship is that coach going to be in your, your piece telling you hey this is, how, this is what you say to your wife yeah
0: i would advise against buying our masterclass too the only time you should buy our masterclass is not if you feel that you need it but rather if you're curious to see the contents of it yeah yeah so only buy it if you're curious about the contents do not buy it if you think you need it because if you think you need it that is your problem if you think you need a course that's a problem you need to solve the moment you think you don't need it then buy it I'm serious yeah. about that. Right?
1: Subscribe to the Patreon, guys.
0: <laughs> you guys can. You're trying to balance it out, man. This guy's trying to actively <laughs> <No>. <laughs> tell them to not buy our course. What is wrong with him?
1: Nah, well, the course is, I mean, we don't even have a course
0: yet. <laughs> That's just like a matter of a couple weeks of me making it. Yeah. Uh, no, there's no point in really making it now because the numbers are yeah, not enough. Exactly. Like when there's an active demand. Right now, there's a demand for video podcasts, but not for the course yet.
1: Video podcast coming. The next one is going to be video.
0: The next one, yeah, will be video. I don't know if we'll release it, but yeah. the next one we will film.
1: We'll we'll release it on the Patreon.
0: Yeah, we'll release the the video on the, the pat- video on the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, do that. Do that. Yeah, it'll be it might not be edited as well, but you know, Patreons can enjoy that. <laughs> Patrons. 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 Yeah. So I was just thinking like there's a there's a design consistency between female physical and psychological attributes. So you know how they're like, there's a bent rib, but they're, the, the bent rib is curved, right? So they're curved everywhere, right? Like their gait is angular. Their vocal inflections are angular in the sense that they have a, a flowy way of talking, right? their cadence is angu- uh, is curved their obviously their breasts are curved you know and so everything has a little bit of a a push pull whereas with men all of that is straightened out so there's all these i mean this could be an episode i just put that in there female yeah. curves
1: no it also it's it's also related to you know the whole word thing that you were saying like how word certain words sound like what they are yeah so like woman every attribute of them is reflective of how they are yeah and well like every correct attribute right and then when that attribute gets uh, uh what's the word when it gets put in the wrong direction misaligned yeah no there's another word for that
0: derailed um mm,
1: misaligned i guess no there's there is another one
0: yeah appropriated i don't know
1: no, it's like disfigured or but another word like messed up. messed up. There's another word for that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking inverted? about? Inverted? No, not inverted. It's not inverted, disfigured, dis Distorted.
0: Distorted.
1: There yeah. We go. So when, when distortion. That, yeah. <laughs> How did I miss that one? I know, right? It's because that word is so heavily associated with the other kind of distortion. Yeah. Yeah. So so when those attributes that are naturally reflective of women and their and their nature get distorted, there's this like stark kind of contrast that makes them kind of disgusting, you know? It's like the- yeah.
0: And it's, it's kind of like the, like if you watch the Amber Heard trial, you'll see her distorting all the feminine characteristics. And at the superficial level, there's her posture, there's the suit that she's wearing, there's her facial expressions, the whole principle effect. Like a woman who's a principal of a school has distorted all the female curves. So they say, never try to straighten a bent rib, you will break it. This is a woman trying to straighten herself. And by doing that, she breaks herself. So you have to prevent, you have to not break women. And you have to prevent them from breaking themselves. So in our, in our society, we have two problems. There's... Well, men trying to straighten the woman, that's no longer a problem, I think
1: well, they are. there's they 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 with try, passive
0: aggression, yeah. yeah, the thing
1: is they they, they the methods inter- have changed. They interact with women as if they should be straight,
0: as if they should and be that, straight that
1: act itself is is passively trying to straighten them out
0: right yeah, so. so instead of actively explicitly expecting them to be or requesting them to be straight, they're, Passively, implicitly expecting them to be straight,
1: yeah, and then surprised when
0: and it, it's in and fact
1: then, and then labeling them with like bipolar disorder or exce- yeah, yeah,
0: and I'd say it's that passive expectation which rises up into the societal ethos or the societal kind of culture, and that's what makes them self-straighten. Yeah, and then it's their self-straightening which creates less straight people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah like by becoming straight they're no longer straight in the yeah. other way
1: well it also makes the men gay i guess
0: yeah so the men become curved the men bend over
1: oh classic
0: and then the women get <laughs> the women straight penetrate them
1: <laughs> i don't think that's gay i think that's just <laughs>
0: well i was just trying to make the words work <laughs> wordplay
1: uh, yeah that's a good that's a good point um yeah, you got to keep them curvy.
0: Yeah, not too curvy, though. Well,
1: well, that, the thing is, when it's too curvy, it's not curvy anymore. Because exactly. fat people don't actually have curves. Yeah. They're just a blob.
0: Yeah. Right? So when you say... The uh, curve has to be perfectly parabolic. Yeah. Like, if you were to draw a curve in a design program, the Bezier curves have to be normal. As in...
1: Yeah. It's basically... Actually, like, skinny, non-shredded women are the most curvy, actually. Because they're, they're straight enough that the curves... Actually have a curve too Yeah the,
0: the curves have to be Accentuated The curves are only visible If there's a straight part That contrasts it. Yeah If so. everything's round Then there's no curve Then it's just a ball Yeah Yeah the hourglass Yep Yeah
1: We've, we've hit rock bottom <laughs> <I'm> Trying <laughs> to extend this episode <laughs> Let's talk about curves guys Oh we haven't done some comment Comment crushing There's some comments on YouTube
0: mm. You want, you want to talk about I've noticed
1: looks? I've noticed that the biggest uh, insult that everyone always... It's always my shorts where people are like, this guy is like immature, not married. He needs to have kids. Like these are the three things. Yeah, well,
0: they can't call me that because the way I talk is different. For me, they'll call me toxic yeah. and other stuff. I
1: talk in a way that makes you think like I'm just a young, hot... Uh, not like hot A guy. young, hot guy. No, <laughs> hot-blooded, a young, horny teenager or well, something. Well, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at some level. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely young <laughs> yeah, and horny, but I'm not a teenager, you guys.
0: No, and that works to your advantage, that if by their standards, you're young, immature, hot-blooded, whatever, and yet still effective, what are they?
1: Yeah, what well, they're... If
0: you're being outclassed by a young, immature teenager, whatever, in terms of marital success, then that's an insult to you, not to him. It's the same thing. me. remember what I you said know, this earlier. Kinda, this
1: kind of this kind of ties into what I was saying, like, uh, with the the pride thing. Like, this is like where I would be like, you you do get a ego gratification. You do, and like, you have to you have to hedge that. that. You have to control. That, so you have to rein that in. When I, when I was saying like, I the have that too. I'm not, Yeah. So the that's that's the part. It's like the reason why we're not affected by negative comments is because we turn negative comments into a self boost. It's not that it. we
0: turn them into. It's that's the only way you can interpret them.
1: The thing is, any negative comment is gonna have a nuffs impact, and how your nuffs takes that, whether it puts you in a state of depression, in, in that sense, or whether you get whether you get some kind of gratification from it, it's gonna be one of the two, and you have to curb it in the middle direction. Yeah. Okay, scenario, but right?
0: there's two points here. I would yeah. argue against that. First of all, uh, if a comment gratifies you positively and you interpret it positive, that's not necessarily enough's gratification.
1: Ah, oh, true. Okay. Because it,
0: it has to be impermissible for true, it to be yeah. A so
1: like I guess like someone saying I love your podcast, that's like we sh- that's yeah. there's nothing bad about feeling good about someone liking our podcast. Exactly, and us that's the yeah, self
0: gratification. That's too. That's t- like that's like too much. Remember, th- uh, no, this is the distinguishing between don't forget your own selves versus the nuffs, the lower base desires that are impermissible versus the good meaning being integrity. So if someone likes your podcast, you're thinking, oh, I'm being honest about my positions, and someone likes that, so that means you're more confident about honesty. Yeah. So you will be less likely to preference falsify.
1: Uh, But what if, but if you're preference falsifying and someone's like, I love what you say, then it could be the other way around. Yeah, but
0: that it comes down to your intention. You know what you're doing. Yeah,
1: exactly. So only you can know. It's not about
0: the comment. Yeah, exactly. So the comment is, once again, it's up to which side of you is doing that. And then the second point I I was going to make was that if the comment itself, for me, the comments can only be interpreted one way, because there's my reality in the sense, married for a decade and the the wife is still slim and still obedient well i mean she was always obedient but even more so so these are just realities <laughs> yeah and then the critique is going to be someone saying oh you'll never find a wife or, or you'll never get married or you're toxic so the reality versus the uh comment when they clash the comment gets uh, obliterated it's like a nuclear bomb on that comment there's nothing left so it's there's the comp- no,
1: it's competence envy.
0: Yeah. Again. There's no way for that comment to negatively impact me. It's, it's impossible for the it's comment. It's only
1: a positive comment.
0: Again. Yeah. There, it's impossible. Now, it could be, now, if I were to, the thing is, I can make a negative comment about myself because I know my reality. Yeah. But their perception of my reality is so incorrect that it's almost impossible for them to make a negative. And also, I'm better at making negative comments about myself than any of them are. Yeah. So when they make a negative comment, I'm thinking, oh no, that's like level. It's like my responses, right? The the way I craft responses is how I talk to myself too. So I can ridicule myself to a point where other people will be like, bro, stop. You're being yeah. too harsh. They would feel bad for me. If I were to actually do, I could do that. Yeah. Right? Maybe well, one day, maybe one day I will. You could
1: play that card. <laughs> yeah,
0: I could ridicule myself better than any one of them can. And that's, and that's, but then that lends to another layer of confidence. Yeah. So even that ridicule.
1: That is an act of displaying your confidence in a sense, like, or.
0: No, I meant in the sense of competence. It lends to another level that it's like, oh, I'm even better at ridiculing myself than they are. So even during the act of ridiculing myself, my ego is boosted.
1: Yeah. Well, I was, I was implying, I was like equating confidence, competence. Yeah.
0: So it's a very twisted, I'm a psychopath at the end of the day, right? Yeah.
1: The dark triad. The, dar- the dark gentleman,
0: the- as as that guy would say. But then he did say gentleman. <laughs> well he no, he he coined that term that the extroverted, high open-minded, uh, open-minded, extroverted, disagreeable, low conscientiousness is a dark gentleman and they attract women in the sense that the women will listen to them basically. Yeah. What am I? You're uh a, a lighter gentleman. <laughs> I'm
1: actually the exact opposite of No, that.
0: you're not. You have TNP. So you're disagreeable and your low conscientiousness, but the first two.
1: But I'm lower on openness as well.
0: Yeah, but you're also- I'm
1: slightly higher on conscientiousness and slightly lower on openness, and uh, just uh, maybe a bit lower on disagreeableness. No, no as well. the I thing don't... is,
0: there's two things. Yeah. You, you're the most intuitive sensor, so meaning you're the most open-minded, and by function of being my brother, you have a bias towards open-mindedness. Openness, yeah, so yeah. that brings you a bit higher like there. The nature- The
1: nurture has affected the
0: openness in a a positive. Exactly. And the only thing that you really differ is, is an introversion. And that doesn't work either because when you're with your wife, you're extroverted.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's no such thing as introverted or extroverted, like in the, in the stereotypical sense, like it's not about social, social awkwardness. Yeah. It's, It's more about preference of. It's more about like processing. Res- yeah, that the I don't like their definition of introversion. Actually, well, it's just
0: it's just more about how often do you bring your ideas outside. Yeah. Okay. You'll be more effective and persu- persuasive if you actually vocalize. Yeah. You so can't how, persuade.
1: How much of yourself is public in front of other people versus how much of yourself is internal when yeah. you're around other people? That's yeah. a good way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what the whole dark gentleman thing is. Is that. If you, it's the whole charming, persuasive charisma, whatever you want yeah, to call it. Makes sense. And it, it's not actually that. It's not really charisma because people generally associate charisma with like this kind of smooth guy who's quiet and sitting in the corner smoking a cigar. But that's not actually charisma. Yeah. That doesn't actually work. That
1: person's actually an empty shell who's going to get divorced.